From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home. My wish for you, wherever you may be, is that you are safe and warm, dry, and, of course, well-fed. Issue 2 of my Dead Drop newsletter will be out tomorrow, and I'm just putting the, uh, the finishing touches on it. If you're interested in subscribing, it's free, and it's fast, and it's easy. You can do that through the website, richardserrett.com. There is a blue button on the left-hand side near the top of the, the website. It's on all the pages, not just the home page. And it says, Member Area Login. Member Area Login. So just click on that. And then you fill in the uh, required fields, submit that. You'll get a, uh, there's a little, I don't know, a little puzzle thing you have to do. My webmaster put this together uh, that makes sure you're a human. <laughs> you gotta, I don't want to make you jump through hoops, but you know how it works. So uh, anyway, you, you fill that out, you do the little puzzle thing, and then you submit it. And you'll receive a confirmation email. If you don't receive a confirmation email within a reasonable amount of time, Check your spam folder. Check your spam folder. 99% of the time, if you don't get that confirmation email, uh, rather than email me and then I forward it to the, my webmaster saying, hey, what's going on? Check your spam folder. It's probably in there. Uh, and then once that, that's it. It's quick and easy. And then you'll get the, uh, the dead drop newsletter, uh, delivered into your inbox. And, uh, initially, I had intended to make the Dead Drop a weekly newsletter. Uh, but quite frankly, for now, anyway, it's going to be bi-weekly, at least for the summer. I'll tell you why. It's the summer, and you know my boys are uh, with me all day, every day, all summer, which I absolutely love. Uh, and quite frankly, my time is better served taking the boys to the ballpark and up to Wasaga Beach and the movies and the park and out for ice cream and about a thousand other places uh, you can imagine. And that has got to be the priority. All right, so uh, at least for the summer, we're going to make it a bi-weekly. And uh, anyway, I hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'm kind of proud of it. Issue two coming out uh, tomorrow. And it's about Iraq. It's called the Gulf War Reboot Fixin' to Die Rag. Uh, for those of you who remember Country Joe and the Fish. A uh, little tribute to that. Anyway, I was supposed to speak with a gentleman on the program. His name is Wolfgang Helbig. About a week ago, I was contacted by someone affiliated with Mr. Helbig and said, you got to get this guy on the show. And uh, we were going to talk about the Sandy Hook Elementary shooting, which, quite frankly, um, is, well, you know, as a, as, a, as a parent, even if you're not a parent, anytime there's anything that involves children, it's uh, difficult. It is difficult. And here we are 18 months later, and, you know, there are, there are a lot of unanswered questions surrounding that whole thing. And um, Wolfgang was supposed to join us, but he is not picking up the phone. So I'm going to move on. And if he checks in with us during the uh, the course of the hour, then we'll put him on and we'll talk to Wolfgang Halbig, who is an interesting um, interesting guy. I mean, he seems to have some bona fides. He was a, a former Florida State trooper in Miami. 
United States Customs Inspector, and the former Executive Director of the National Institute for School and Workplace Safety. And in that capacity, uh, he worked with about 8,000 school districts and 65,000 students assessing the safety of their, their schools. And so obviously he took a, a keen interest in what happened in December 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut, and uh, Sandy Hook. And uh, I don't need to uh, revisit the horror show. Uh, but he has 16 questions that he wants answered. In fact, he traveled to Newtown with Jim Fetzer. Many of you may be aware of Jim. Jim's been on my show, 9-11 uh, truther and assassination researcher. Knows just about everything there is to know about uh, JFK. I would say after Jim Mars, Jim Fetzer is one of the big authorities. And uh, uh, James DiEugenio, of course, as well. But Fetzer and, uh, and Helbig went to Newtown to poke their nose around and start asking some uncomfortable questions. And they were met with stony silence when they got to Newtown. And many of you may be saying, well, good. Anyway, they were not only met with silence, they were met with derision. Uh, And some of you might be saying, well, good. Haven't those people in Newtown suffered enough? But again, there are these nagging questions, and I was hoping to get into that with Mr. Helbig, but he's not where he's supposed to do, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to open up the phone lines, and it's going to be one of those rare occasions where we'll do some open lines. You, me, and the telephone for the next, oh, 54 minutes or so. But we can't do open lines unless you phone in. And I'm going to break with format here a little bit, a little bit, something I don't often do because we've got the recorded liner with the phone numbers on them that roll in and out of commercial breaks. So you won't often hear me giving the phone numbers, but I'm going to do it right now. 416-360-0740. from the greater Toronto area and toll-free from just about anywhere. 1-866-740-4740. Let me give you that again. one 866 740 Four seven forty and Greater Toronto four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Now we can talk about just about anything, keeping in mind we have certain parameters. This is, after all, called the conspiracy show. We talk about political skullduggery, geopolitics. We talk about cover-ups, but we also talk about the paranormal, the supernatural, alternative energy, alternative archaeology, alternative health. Recently, I spoke with Dr. Magda Havis uh, from Trent University talking about the healing attributes of pulsed electromagnetic therapy, electromagnetic field therapy. And I talked to uh, Dr. William Pollack on the same subject uh, when I hosted uh, Coast to Coast recently. Uh, so we can talk about that. If you've had any experience 
with Tesla's medical technologies, electromagnetic, uh, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. I'd love to hear some anecdotal evidence as to whether that works or not. And um, the other thing that I've talked about recently is Iraq. Of course, Iraq remains front and center. This horror show that's going on in Iraq with ISIS, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, or Levant, as it is somewhat sometimes called. This rampaging band of jihadists striking fear into the uh, the people of Iraq, beheading just about anyone who gets in their way. In fact, you don't have to get in their way. What is that all about? Well, I uh, I noted with great interest that back in 2012, the German magazine Der Spiegel had uh, quoted several Jordanian officials who reported that about 200 individuals that have, I guess, been confirmed as members of ISIS were trained by U.S. military personnel at a secret base in Jordan. Now, officially, and the Jordanians insist that this was the case, officially, these uh, insurgents, who now go by the name of ISIS, were being Sorry, I'm just getting uh, uh, my producer uh, in my in my ear here, just giving me some instructions, um, and we'll get to the phones here in just in just a moment. Uh, yeah, Damien, if you could just put their uh, the names and uh, numbers up on the uh, the screen there, and then I can take those calls. And I see the lines are starting to go, so that's great. Uh, ISIS. We were talking about ISIS. The uh, the individuals that were trained in Jordan, according to the Jordanian officials were to join the Free Syrian Army. And they were supposedly vetted, whatever that means, vetted to ensure that they had no trucker trade with Al-Qaeda. Now we're told that Al-Qaeda considers ISIS to be too extreme. Can you imagine? Al-Qaeda has wants nothing to do with ISIS. Because they're just they're just beyond the pale. So uh, Webster Tarpley and I were, were, were have been discussing this on uh, on this program and, uh, and and coast recently. Whether or not that's in fact the case, whether ISIS was deliberately created, it's the old create the disease, this rampaging terrorist group threatening not only uh, Baghdad, but also the oil fields. So you create this disease, and now you create the opportunity to offer the cure, which is what? Well, more boots on the ground. The Gulf War reboot. Dick Cheney, former Vice President Dick Cheney, writing in the Wall Street Journal, this editorial, saying, we never should have ended the Iraq War. Now, General Petraeus saying it's time to go back in. I guess the powers that be uh, decided that the American public wasn't going to fall for the weapons of mass destruction one more time. Uh, and so they had to come up with another ploy to galvanize public support for another war in Iraq. And what is the end game here? 
further isolation of Iran because Nouri al-Maliki or Maliki is uh, is one of Iran's only friends in the region. Who's the other friend of Iran in the region? Syria. Well, look at how the uh, the U.S. and its NATO allies and the corporate media are bending over backwards to paint Assad as another Hitler. Well, Maliki has been cozying up with Iran, and who else has he been cozying up with? Who else has Assad been cozying up with? Who else has Tehran been cozying up with? You guessed it. Russia. So it's time to get Maliki out of there. How best to do that? Well, again, you create this insurgency known as ISIS. But I gotta tell you, it's so odious, even for me on this program, to think that there would be such evil, such evil minds that would concoct such a scheme. We will create a terrorist organization so sinister, so evil. There are reports they are kidnapping Kurdish children and threatening to behead them. Anyway, we can talk about Iraq and ISIS if you'd like. We can talk about the healing powers of technology. Anything goes. Back with more of the Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back. It's a night of open lines. You, me, and the telephone. And uh, let me give you the phone numbers one more time before we go to the calls. 416 360 0740. 416 360 0740. And toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we begin with George. George, how are you? Good morning. Is George there? Yes. Hi, Richard. Hey, George. Hi. Um, last week you were addressing the issue of reincarnation and that uh, it was a bit of an issue with you being a Christian. Right. We had, uh, let me just remind listeners, we had uh, D- uh, Dr. Um, Elena Gabor on, and uh, she is a past life regression uh, therapist. And so she was with us last week talking about that. Yes, it's, it's true. I, I mean, I have witnessed a number of uh, regressions. Uh, in studio, I've done a number of them on, uh, on on this program for the TV show, and I definitely think there's something going on there. But it just, you know, I put everything through that filter, my faith filter, and I know people uh, insist that uh, uh, cre- uh, you know re- reincarnation has been expunged from the Christian tradition. Um, however, until I guess that 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 evidence is presented to me, um, I just um, I don't know what to tell you. What, what, do you, well, what did you want to add? Um, when I was in my 20s, I got involved through a friend of mine into the Edgar Casey readings. And as you know, reincarnation is one of the things that, uh, is, that he spoke about. And uh, being a Christian, it became a very difficult issue for me. In fact, I struggled for it with it for about 15 to 20 years. Oh, you too. Eh? Interesting. Right. Yes, because... Um, you know, the scriptures are very clear that uh, it is appointed unto man to live once only. Right, right. And so it was a, it was a very difficult stumbling block for me. But then one night I was listening to the late uh, Dr. Pastor Gene Scott, and uh, 
it was very interesting because uh, I caught him on the shortwave radio, and he was actually uh, making negative comments about Edgar Casey. So that caught my attention, and then I, I'd never heard this guy before. And then it was interesting because he was actually, you know, making negative comments in, in the sense that his predictions weren't coming true, and this and that. And then he said something very interesting. He said that when people go under into regression and they're hypnotized. It is not them that are speaking, but rather the whole issue of reincarnation is the demonic spirits that are coming through the subconscious. Those demonic spirits are the spirits that have lived throughout the centuries from the beginning of the history of man. And they are, it is their memories of being in places and knowing people that is actually coming through the subconscious of the person. Right, right. I, I, I think there is some credence to that, and, and I say that uh, knowing that there will be many people out there, uh, you, you know, who would um, who would guffaw at that. And, and I, I know you, you've probably experienced that yourself. It's um, it is, but uh, but I, I think there's some credence to that, George. Richard, it's uh, I felt that it was the truth, and I've never changed my mind. I believe that to be correct. And that's all, that's all I wanted to say. Well, I appreciate the call. The other thing that's going on with past life regression therapy, and, 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 and uh, any past life regression therapist worth their salt will tell you this, uh, that it, you, don't necess- you don't have to subscribe to reincarnation. Uh, it could be a metaphor that the mind is creating. Uh, and it seems entirely real to you. I mean, the mind is an incredible, let's face it, it's the most com- complicated supercomputer uh, ever devised, True. and um, it's quite capable of creating these elaborate metaphors that 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 seem like an actual, you know, prior existence. And so, when I see people under hypnosis, uh, and I see the emotion and the anguish, uh, or the you know, and I see the tears, to them, it's a real experience. And that's why I, I don't think there's any fakery going on here. Uh, so that's the other possibility. That's uh, right, and I, I can I can appreciate that particular possibility, but if it isn't that, and it is the other, then I'm prepared, and I do believe uh, what I just said, um, you know, is in fact a possibility. You know, appreciate the call, George. Thank, Thank you, very much, you, Richard. I've been enjoying listening to you since the first day you went on the air in that other radio station years ago. That was a while ago, very and I hey, I appreciate you hanging in this long, long <laughs> many years. And you've certainly grown over the years. Indeed. Thank you very much, Richard. All right. I appreciate it, George. I have grown in directions I'd rather not have grown. (laughs) All right. uh, Is it Marcel up next? Is that Marcel? Can we plug Marcel in there? We're having a little problems with our, uh, our phones. Marcel, you are on the air, my friend. Yes, good evening, sir. Good morning. Good evening. Yeah, I've actually uh, been working with uh, pulsating electromagnetic energy fields uh, since the early 90s. When you say you've been working with it, you mean you've been using it or you are a practitioner? I actually started with my brother at the Wolf Clinic uh, it was, uh, here in Toronto on Bloor Street. We were doing rye frequencies, ozone, hair analysis, all those things that now are becoming more common. All right, and and so walk me through this. What are the what, what the type of device are you are you using? How do you use it? What does it look like? What does it cost? Give me the the nuts and bolts. Uh, well, you know, um, the technologies back in the early '90s were a little more primitive than what they are today. Today they're digital, um, and they're getting smaller, of course. 
uh, everything uh, will eventually operate from something similar to an iPad. All right. And what frequency range are we talking about here? Are you utilizing? Well, you know, whether it's a, an air purifier, a water purifier, a PEMF device, those devices which, you know, mimic nature, those are the ones that uh, we want to line up for. Like the Schumann resonance, in other words. Yeah. So um, uh, basically the problem is, is that we're being exposed to too many of the man-made frequencies and not enough of the natural frequencies. Oh, yes. So, you know, um, I know that when my grandparents grew up in the 1910, 1920, 1930, the air, the water, the food was all pure. We didn't have uh, dirty electricity. Matter of fact, uh, they didn't have electricity on the farms until later. So um, life has definitely become a lot more complicated. But I believe that frequency is the common thread. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's quite profound, and um, it's something that uh, everybody needs to become familiar with as soon as possible. And and uh, w- share some anecdotal evidence uh, with me. Uh, any remarkable cases that, that jump out at you? Someone came in with, I don't know, fibromyalgia or, or diabetes? and, and Well, and... actually, you know, fibromyalgia in Japan is not called fibromyalgia. It's uh, actually called electromagnetic deficiency syndrome. Oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Wouldn't it be nice if we could call all of the diseases by their actual cause instead of the person who basically discovered them? That is amazing. Give me that again. Yeah, fibromyalgia is actually called electromagnetic deficiency syndrome. And actually, one of uh, the people that I admire most in the past was Dr. Albert von Sengorgi. He was considered the father of modern biochemistry. And in his last work in 1978, he stated that cancer is due to a submolecular electronic disturbance. So that should have been front page news in every publication for at least a month. But of course it wasn't. And Tesla, Tesla, not only was he the world's biggest geek, but the most effective, the most productive. And also, he wasn't a bad dresser. <laughs> Marcel, I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's say hi. Let, oh, we're going to go to Kentucky, the bluegrass state, and uh, say good morning to Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hey, how are you? Very well. How are you listening to the program? Um, actually streaming live on the Internet. Streaming us live at uh, zoomerradio.com. Uh, dot ca. Dot ca. All right, thank you. You'd think I'd know the the, the website, but <laughs> all right, Andrew from Kentucky. What's on your mind? We're uh, going all the way back to the Warren Commission. All Hill the way Fog. back. All right. Uh, I've read several times, and even Jim Mars mentioned that the uh, chauffeur to help for Hell Boggs when he went on his trip over Alaska, I believe it was, was a young Bill Clinton. Was it Bill or Hillary? I had read it with Bill. Ah, yeah. Hale Boggs was the father of Cokie Roberts uh, from uh, ABC News. And you might remember Cokie from this week with, uh, uh, David Brinkley. with David Brinkley for many years. Hale Boggs, that's right. And uh, then that plane mysteriously went down. He was one of the dissenters that, uh, on, the, on the commission. That's right. He did right. not want to 
to subscribe to the lone gunman theory. That's right. Many people forget that it was not a unanimous decision. There were dissenters, and I forget what what was it, six to four or five to three or something like that. I think maybe was it Richard Russell that was also a dissenter. I believe so. So, but I was wondering if you had a comment about if you thought that Bill Clinton being on the on the scene at that early age, if you thought maybe that was an, a uh, a sign of advanced grooming from the uh, global elite. Um, you know, I'd have—I I don't recall Jim Mars um, uh, t- talking about that, but it seems to me I, I'd had heard something about the Clintons and Hale Bog. It might have been uh, my good pal Nelson Thal who told me that. Uh, might have been on this program, in fact. I'd have to—I'd have to look into that. I, Jim, Jim Mars was just up in, in Toronto uh, at, a, at a speaking event, and I emceed and, and uh, had uh, dinner with him a couple of times. And it's funny, you know, uh, um, when I'm out to, to dinner, I don't get into the, a lot of this conspiracy stuff. And I, I just thought, you know, I'd get, give Jim a break when we had dinner. So I didn't, I mean, I had a million questions I could ask him about JFK. But I, we just talked about, you know, the weather and sports and everything but, you know, his his new grandchild. Um, but I'll, um, Jim, uh, before he left uh, to fly back to Fort Worth, he said, you know, uh if you ever need a, a guest last minute, give me a call. So I'll get him back on, and and, uh, and I'll ask. We'll do it. We'll 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 ask him about uh, about that hail Boggs and the involvement of the Clintons. I just I just heard that or read that somewhere, and I thought well, you know that that would be might be a uh, sign of advanced grooming. You know, grooming folks for uh, the later presidency or or whatever. I had heard that he uh, now again. This is pure uh, speculation, legend, what have you. But I had heard that a young Bill Clinton spent some time up at Kennebunkport, um, the Bush's compound, when he was uh, a teenager, uh, which is kind of interesting. So there you go. And we know he was at the White House and while well, President Kennedy was still president. That's too, right. So. Yes, that's right. So, so. All right, Andrew. Great. Hey, thanks for checking in. Great to hear from Kentucky. Love your show. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andrew. Bye, Richard. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, love to hear from our U.S. Uh, listeners. Uh, we got time for one more, Damien, before break. All right, let's uh, say hello to Bruce. Is uh, He's in the West Hill neighborhood of Toronto, I believe. Bruce, good morning. Good morning. Is it West Hill in uh, out Scarborough way? West Hill, Scarborough East. Yes, West Hill, I guess, is a thing of the past. No, 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 no. I yeah. love these. I love the being specific with the neighborhoods West because that's Hill, part of the identity. Creek. All those good old things are seem to be going by the wayside. Well, we won't let it, Bruce. <laughs> okay. You're, it's Bruce from West Hill on this program. Yes. All right, Bruce, what's on your mind? Nothing. I just want to tell you that I, um, I make sure, even though I'm tired every Monday morning, I stay up for your show. God bless you. Stay. <laughs> I've been following you for years, just like that one of your other people. Um, I check it out, uh, and tonight I checked out your your show prior to listening, and I thought that lady that you're going to have on, she didn't sound interesting to me. But boy, oh boy, when she got on, it was so interesting. Oh, Doctor Magda Havis. Yes. I tell you, uh, this, yeah. you know, this, uh, I've seen, I'm seeing Nikola Tesla in a whole new light. I, 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 I had no idea. Uh, I mean, I knew, I knew about uh, that he was first with the radio, and I knew that he had developed a remote-controlled boat during before the First World War. I knew, you know, about the Tesla coil. I had no idea he had developed these healing technologies and these singing plants. My Lord! Well, yeah, I mean, like the, all that stuff was fantastic the, with the technology, the the healing, the sound, and all that. But that the singing plants. Now, what do I eat now? 
Exactly. Salad is murder, apparently. If yeah, plants I mean, can I sing... Can salad, I can't eat bread meat or any kind of meat. I tell you, if plants can sing, I'll never look at a Cobb salad the same way. <laughs> I, we'll do a duet, maybe, with a Cobb salad next on the show. Bruce in West Hill, thank you for checking in. i got to oh. run. Okay, thank you very much. And listen, if I want to get talk to you about something else, can I, how do I get a hold of you? Through the website, my friend, richardsarrett.com. Shoot me an email. Email, eh? You, you got it. Thank you, sir. All right. Good night. The Conspiracy Show, open lines, back with more. Stay with us. Conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, welcome back. Uh, just before the break, Bruce from West Hill here in Toronto called in, and he mentioned these singing plants. And if you're just joining us, you're saying, what, singing plants? What are you talking about? Well, a little while ago, we had Dr. Magda Havis on the program, uh, and she called from her lab, uh, and... Uh, She's doing these experiments. Well, first, let me just back up. She's she's um, going to be speaking at Tesla Mania, a celebration of Nikola Tesla's life and his inventions uh, here in Toronto, Niagara Falls, Oakville, coming up in July, July 10th to the 13th, talking about the healing technologies of, uh, of Tesla, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. Uh, anyway, she's been experimenting with, with these plants, and she she hooked them up to a, a MIDI, uh, I'm a techno peasant, you know that, but it's, a, it's some sort of a, a musical interface so that you can compose music on a computer. So these plants were essentially singing. We had them, we, they made their radio debut right here on The Conspiracy Show. It was a, a Boston fern and a, um, an aloe plant. I think the aloe was playing uh, the drums, the aloe was playing the skins, uh, and... Um, the Boston Fern was doing its best impression of Peter Appleyard, and it was it was magnificent. It was it was uh, I was gobsmacked. Anyway, um, Bob Connolly, who's sort of the the, the man behind Tesla Mania, uh, apparently is going to take these plants out on the road. He's kind of he's going to play the he's going to be sort of the Brian Epstein for this band of plants, and. Uh, Robert Connolly has joined us on the on the line now. Bob, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? Well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me on the show. I, I must say that uh, this is the first time I've ever done a radio interview. Is that right? Yeah. So you're, you know, I'm a virgin. <laughs> Don't worry, you. I will be gentle. Okay. Okay. Uh, first, let's just talk a, a few minutes about Tesla Mania, and then I got to get to these plants. So Tesla Mania, July 10th to the 13th. Um, July 10th is, is Nikola Tesla's birthday, so you're celebrating his his his, uh, his birthday, his accomplishments, his inventions. Um, just give us the uh, a few more details. Well, okay, so I've been uh, you know shooting with Bill and Magda and about uh, 40 other scientists uh, for the past uh, three years, uh, mostly over in Europe and. Uh, Quite a bit in the United States. You mentioned Bill. You mean Dr. William Pollock, yeah, who doctor, is yeah, Dr. Yeah. Pollock. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they've all been saying, you know, when's the film going to come out? When's the film going to come out? And I've always said, well, you know, when it's done, it's, it'll be out. So uh, it, this, his birthday came out, this Tesla, Tesla's birthday, and a couple of people said, why don't you just show the what you've learned on the the history of magnetic field therapy, that, that Tesla part, and, uh, you know, let, let us help you promote it. So I says, okay, I'll, I'll play that portion of the film, and... Um, maybe I can get some of the people that I've uh, interviewed uh, in my film to come out and appear live on stage. So I called them all up and I said, how'd you like to come to uh, the Ontario Science Center and I'll play uh, the portion of the film where I interview you and then you walk out on the stage and you demonstrate uh, in front of the audience in the, you know, a science center type uh, atmosphere uh, right on stage and show how all these things work. And, and the, the film is called The Healing Fields. Yes, the healing field, it, it is a sort of like a play on words, I, I, I guess, because uh, it's sound, light, and electromagnetic field therapy. In the beginning, it was just uh, electromagnetic fields because I had such a miraculous healing with, uh, you know, I was, I, I got quite ill, um, you know, being overexposed to all of this stuff, you know, working in the technology industry. And, you know, when I met uh, Magda and she uh, introduced me to this pulsing magnetic field therapy stuff, and I said, like, we really need to tell the world about it. Let's go make a film. And, you know, she got permission for to do this at the at her university and, you know, took a sabbatical. And, you know, so we hit the road. And Much of it was shot in Europe, I understand, where they're far more open uh, to this uh, to this type of uh, technology. Well, it's, you know, it's. You know, I could give you sort of a brief, you know, a quick synopsis of what happened was when Tesla's technology sort of went underground in 1910 because of that Flexner report. Uh, you know, the Russians didn't buy into this whole system, so, you know, they developed it and uh, fine-tuned it to a very high degree, and when the wall came down, the, uh, East Germany uh, shared it with West Germany, and then there was uh, sort of like a bit of suppression from from the West and West Germany, and they just moved it over to Switzerland, which is sort of like a neutral country, and uh, it flourished there for, you know, 25 years, and gradually the Internet became popular. Uh, people, uh, you know, found out what really really was happening, and they sort of, like, just ordered them, you know, through the mail order, and they got them, and Dr. Oz decided to break it to North America on the show, and Dr. Oz came out uh, with um, Dr. Pollock, and the rest is history, really. Okay, listen, uh, Bob, we're, gonna, we're going into a break here. Stay with us. On the other side, I want to ask you about this uh, this band of uh, of singing plants that you're going to take on the road, and uh, and then it, if you've got a call, if you've got a line, uh, uh, the rest of you hold on to it. Atash in uh, Scarborough, Mark in Mississauga, Jim in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Hold on to your line. We'll get to you as well. Back with uh, more of my conversation with Robert Connolly, the man behind Tesla Mania. We're going to find out about these singing plants. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. 
Uh, welcome back. Again, if you've got a line, hold on to it. We're doing open lines. Uh, Bob Connolly is here. Bob is the uh, the brains behind Tesla Mania, a celebration. It's a festival and exposition, four days uh, celebrating the, uh, the inventions, the visions, and the life of the great, the brilliant, the eccentric Nikola Tesla. Um, and uh, we talked a little bit about that before the break, but I want to talk about this this band of plants that you're taking on the road, Bob. Uh, so tell me. Tell me more about it. Well, uh, it, Mag just sort of described how we sort of, you know, fell onto this thing. You know, we're trying to get a response from the plants by microwaving them and see if we could put them under stress. And uh, she did explain that when we walked over with uh, some water and we watered the other plants, that the, the plant that we were monitoring actually responded to it. But um, we, she failed to mention that that water was being charged underneath the Tesla coil. Uh, yeah, because we found that you could, you, you, could, you could lay on a mat and put the magnetic fields in your body, or the, uh, the Germans are now making machines that charge up water so you can just drink the water, and it's having quite a similar effect. So this water that we were charging, the plant could sense that this really, I think, was special water. So, right, right. Yeah, and we've been watering these plants with this water, and they're they're growing extremely healthy uh, and disease-free. Uh, so we're, we're finding that um, uh, they sort of like what we're doing to them. So we're forming a very interesting relationship to them. So I said, you know, we have to, you know, bring this point out and. Let's see if we can get them to, you know, play some sounds. So we thought in the beginning when instead of the squiggly line, it would go, hee, or ooh, you know, just so when I'm filming it, it's right. just not filming a squiggly line. And luck would have it when I went back to the company that makes these things for the CIA and the NSA. Uh, like the galvanic act, skin response. Well, they're called electrodermal ampli- amplifiers. Right, right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they're just used by, you know, the, the, the police department to tell to see if you're telling a lie or not. Sure. Yeah, and uh, luck would have it that when I went back and asked them to add some sound to it, one of the programmers uh, was uh, you know was a music programmer and he was a specialist in MIDI, which is musical instrument digital interface. And you know my my background before I was a movie producer, I was a record producer and I was you know very close to you know the invention of MIDI and promoting it along with Apple computers. So I. I gave the guy a whole pile of instructions and listing and a quite sizable budget to build me some specialized software for this. So um, he really had fun and went to town and he delivered something that was, you know, quite mind-blowing. So, Do you think these um, plants are actually composing, Robert? Well, how it works is that um, when, when the waveform goes up and down, like a sine wave, and they, they said at, you know, let's say, say zero is, you know, the the baseline and, you know, right at the top of the peak of the wave, that would be like maybe uh, 10 millivolts. So they did it steps up the thing. So one millivolt is an A and two millivolts is an A sharp like this. So uh, that's why you'd get this sound. So I says, okay, that'll, you know, that's interesting. They had it so the plants would only play in in a certain key so they wouldn't sound bad. But what we found is, is quite bizarre because... Some plants refused to play at all, um, and other plants were, were very happy to play. 
Um, and some plants wouldn't play at all for some people, and other people that walked up to it, it, it played a song. So it, they definitely are responding to the, 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 the frequencies that are being emitted by our body. I, I always find the ivy is very clingy. The, you know, we, we really were so stumped when um, we, we, we gave a performance, a sort of like just waving our hands around on top of them, sort of scaring them so right. they would, would make noise. And then, uh, you know, the next day, you know, I came down to sort of like to say, you know, thanks, guys. Like, that was the performance. I think I'm going to start a band with you guys. And they were dead silence. They would not make one sound. And I was sort of perplexed about that. I thought something was wrong with the software. So I just, there was happened to be a sort of a crystal singing bowl. And I started it up and it would, and that makes a perfect sine wave. And all of a sudden, all of the plants lit up right at that time. And My they, word. They, they mimicked the sine wave exactly to the crystal bowl. And I said, these, pe- these plants are listening to the frequencies that are being emitted by the piezoelectronic, you know, crystal that these singing bowls are made out of. So we just, we went really deeply into crystal at that time, researching, you know, crystals to figure out what they do, and we've, you know, ended up making some wait, very... Wait a minute, Bob. They were matching, were they matching you note for note? Well, you know, so like a sine wave is a very gentle wave. It's like a wave on the ocean. It's like 60 hertz sine waves and when you do a singing bowl you have like a a singing bowl and a d singing bowl okay. and you know different ones and then so whatever singing bowl i was playing the plant was exactly matching that and i said well it's it must be rattling the leaves or you know it's, it, right, it can't right. really be that intelligent so we took it off and hooked it up to everything else in the lab including ourselves and everybody else but it was only the plants that would mimic this sound so we knew that they were they were mimicking this sound that is absolutely astounding. I mean, is it possible that you could train an azalea uh, to play for Elise by Beethoven? I'm well, not being facetious here. No, well, so this is, you know, our plants are very special plants. Like we, you know, we're watering them on, under, you know, te- Tesla made this special Tesla coil. A, a Tesla coil is not that cylinder coil that comes straight up. A Tesla coil is a flat coil. That's what he got his patent on it's a very special coil and there's machines made in you know germany using this coil that are water energizers and they use very complicated frequencies to put this into water and that's our plants are growing quite differently and the same companies over there are are making pulse light machines so everything that you can pulse with an electron or a magnetic field you can do it in in a photon and a laser or an led so, you know, over there, what they do is they, they pulse the lights at certain frequencies to, you know, to bring you out of a coma. They shine the light into your retina, up to your pineal gland, to your brain to pull you out of a coma. So the, the plants actually, instead of having floor monitors like a, like a rock band does, when you, you listen to the music coming up from the stage so you can hear what you're doing, we're feeding, we're lighting up the plants with uh, photons that are being modulated to the sounds that they're making. So this, they're not listening to themselves to the speakers. They're listening themselves to the modulated light. Right. This is, uh, this is just uh, fascinating. Listen, Robert, uh, again, Teslamania, uh, details at teslamania.tv. Keep me uh, up to date on this plant band, if you would. Okay. I really appreciate it, Robert. Thank teslamania.tv. 
Robert, uh, uh, appreciate you being with us. Uh, let me grab a couple of quick calls here before we uh, run out of time. Jim has been holding a while in Toledo, Ohio. Jim, thanks for holding on and welcome. Good morning. Hi, my uh, I have been treated with a huge industrial magnet when I had lower back pain. It was uh, on a test here in Toledo with my uh, cardiologist. His name is James Roberts, Jr., and he was working with a Dr. Dean Bonley out of Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I slept over this for about uh, five nights, eight hours a night, about 40 hours, and I no longer have lower back pain. And this is a this is a, a mattress, a mat. No, this is a magnetic, uh, huge clinical industrial magnet that weighs ten thousand pounds. Oh, I see. It's not in. It's not in because you see these mattresses and pillows uh, uh, advertised with magnets uh, and so he's forth. He's involved. He's involved with that too. But this is much stronger and much bigger. And it was done with for an FDA study. In fact, I actually got paid for it, which is even better. Wow! No more back and pain, Jim. No more back pain. That is remarkable. Thank you for uh, for checking in with that. I appreciate it, Jim in Toledo. Uh, very quickly, Mark is in Mississauga. Mark, good morning. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, just wanted to get your opinion if you, you might have anything on uh, the the Pegasus project. Just in a very short one because I know you're running out of time. Is I met George Norrie a couple of summers ago and came into Toronto. We had a couple of guests on. It was, it was quite a nice show to listen to, and then he had a meet and greet at the end of the show. Right. And I asked him about the Pegasus project, what's his opinion? And, of course, George was pretty neutral. He wouldn't give me an answer either way. Bottom line is this. Uh, when that gentleman was on... Andrew Bashago. I know Andrew. Yes, exactly. I heard a story live by Fluke on the radio at the time. Well, for people, that, let me just uh, jump in here, because for people who don't know what we're talking about, Mark, uh, Andrew Bashago is a, um, he's a lawyer, very bright, uh, uh, intelligent individual, lives up in the northwest of the United States and, and, and maintains that he was part of this secret time travel project called Project Pegasus. And as a child, uh, he was basically time traveling. In fact, he, he has a picture he's shown me uh, of uh, Lincoln uh, giving the Gettysburg Address, and uh, he points to a, a small child in, the, in this photograph, and uh, he says, he swears up and down, that's him. He traveled back. He witnessed the Gettysburg Address. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, Andrew tells a tells the story remarkably well. Uh, I have great difficulty, uh, in all honesty, believing the story is true. However, uh, Andrew was featured on one of my uh, the episodes of uh, one of my episodes on the, the conspiracy TV program we did on time travel. Yep, yep. He seems very sincere. You know, Richard, I had to just throw that in there because when I asked or George about his opinion, when he mentioned Obama president was about 14 years old on Mars because he was talking about them on Mars when he was teaching and so forth, he saw Ed Dames there. Right. And after the whole speech, and I listened to very convincing. Uh, Ed Dames called in on the George Norris show a couple of years ago, and he nicely lambasted uh, this gentleman, saying how false it was. But he called right in Major Ed James and just put it down nicely there in you a go. way that this is totally untrue. Right. And again, very convincing, but I did ask George, and he was very neutral, and it's up to you. And I just threw that to you to wonder where would you lean towards. Appreciate it. Mark, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Listen, I, I just want to say hello to, to Atesh very quickly because he's been waiting in Scarborough. Atesh, I'm sorry I didn't uh, have a lot of time. You wanted to talk about reincarnation, right? Uh, yeah. Hi, uh, Richard. Sorry. Um, thank you, and good morning. Um, 
I was. I, I just got like 20 to... seconds, Atesh. I, I apologize. I just. I, I just. Yeah, no, no, no problem. In a reincarnation, we in in, in Hinduism, it says that we need to take uh, 16 million um, life and death. You have to live 16 million. And it says there are Sanskrit script. It says that there are incarnation evidence happening right now as well in south southern part of India. And secondly, I was talking. I was also interested in the Tesla mania thing. Yes, Atesh, uh, I'm sorry. I got to go. Listen, uh, call me uh, call me next time and I'll put you to the front of the okay. line. I apologize, Atesh in Scarborough. Uh, Damien, thanks for producing. Back next week at the brand new program. Hope you'll be part of that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. Nothing concealed that won't be revealed. Nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I say in the dark, speak in the light. What you hear in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. <laughs>